What's going on, guys? Michael here, Energy 360 Network by Intercom. Excited to be bringing you this incredible interview with Miguel Capena of 10X Technologies. Before we do that, I just need to do a shameless plug for the 360 Digital Closing Bell. If you're not subscribed to that, please, please pause this interview, but finish it, and please go onto iTunes and subscribe to the 360 Digital Closing Bell. We really appreciate all the love we have been getting. Also, the Energy 360 Network podcast is live. All of these videos that you were seeing on the Energy 360 Network via www.oilandgas360.com are now available on iTunes and Spotify. Please go check them out and subscribe. Please subscribe. Leave a great comment. We would really appreciate it. All right, this interview with Miguel Pena, who is the president of oil, of, excuse me, 10X Technologies, was absolutely fabulous. 10X Technologies is a industry-leading specialty chemicals that uh, company that specifically has three great products that as we get into, and he actually shows some really great case studies on how these products can really help you. It is an awesome interview, and I learned so much. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to myself to introduce this. Are you coming to us, by the way? You're on the East Coast, right? I am, yeah. We're so our we're based right outside of uh, Philadelphia. Awesome. Well, cool. I know we're probably about 15-ish miles uh, west of Center City, Philadelphia. Awesome. And, and, you know, just for reference, because everything's kind of changing, we're recording this mid-April. So, you know, I hope everybody on your, your team and staff has been staying safe for this. I know the East Coast is getting hit a little harder than at least, you know, we are here in Stews in Texas. I'm, I'm out here in Denver. Yeah. Yeah, thank, thank you. We are. We're pretty close to the epicenter. Mm. Um, one of the epicenters. How's your 10X family? Uh, sorry, uh, sorry uh, Miguel. How's your 10X company uh, working remote? Everybody doing okay? Your employees? Yeah, we're really fortunate. Everybody's fine. No, no uh, known cases. Uh, we, you know, for continuity, have been trying to keep, you know, do a lot of these Zoom meetings. So we were doing one every day for the first couple of weeks. And then I decided to, um, to loosen it up a little bit. So we're doing uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday now. And we do we get together in the morning and, um, you know, we're doing, uh, we did a happy hour one Friday, instead mm -hmm. of doing Friday morning, we did a happy hour Friday afternoon. Um, and I did it early so that, you know, everybody could get, get to their families a little bit earlier, Everybody's working from home. So, um, right. we did a three 30 and it worked out really well just to try to stay positive. That's all we can do right now. You know, stay, stay positive, really manage the business, mm -hmm. manage, cash, manage the business as, as efficiently as we can. Um, and, and survive this thing. And in the meantime, keep your team, you know, motivated and positive and make sure that they're working on things that, mm -hmm. that they feel are productive and, and really, you know, help, help and move the ball forward toward our, our mission as a, as a company and not just doing busy work. You know, uh, Miguel, as we take a look at this gigantic change in the industry right now, uh, 10X looks like you've got some things going on where I love your slogan. You, the problem is you cannot drill a new well without hitting a parent well. Tell us a little bit about 10X and tell us what's going on with uh, you guys. Yeah, so, so, you know, 10X we look at as the platform, right? It's a platform mm -hmm. that where we develop either organically or through acquisition um, patented technologies for enhanced oil recovery and frack hit mitigation. Um, and what I mean by that is frack hit um, um, enhanced recovery for in existing wells, but also in, in new completions, um, market that's fairly slow right now, but, but we have you know, really good product for existing wells that help kind of re-stimulate 
um, or remove formation damage or any type of deposition, organic deposition or bacteria in existing wells, help enhance recovery. Uh, and then we have a really neat product that helps mitigate frack hits uh, from well communication. You know, spacing in these uh, infill drilling projects and completion projects are, are really tight. You know, the, the operators have pushed the envelope quite a bit, try and squeeze in as many wells as they can. And they're essentially, wells are communicating with each other and they're robbing Peter to pay Paul. Um, so the wells are, that are communicating are basically just pulling from the depleted zone. So we develop a product to help protect the parent well, but more importantly, improve production in the new well, right? These are huge investments. These yeah. operators, you know, five to $7 million on a, on a new well, plus the investment they made on the parent well that was drilled, you know, two, three, five, ten 10 years ago. Um, our product helps, helps them protect their, those investments and help them helps to improve recovery. Uh, in the child walls, which are on average down by 30, 40% in some cases. Ooh. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited to get into specifically to your, your products here. And, and one thing that struck me, you know, when, when we had our first conversation was, was sort of the, the, the history and the genesis behind 10 X and how you guys came really sort of seeing that need for the specific um, de technological development on the chemical side. Can you, can you give a little insight into how you guys, you know, came around? Cause you, you know, you're, as you mentioned right before this, you're, you're, you know, you were at 1.15 about about 10 employees right now. So you're growing, but you know, there's still sort of growth behind them. And I, I think people would really sort of enjoy to hear that story. Yeah, no, that's a good question, Michael. Thanks for asking. So I had um, myself and, you know, my close friends and, and business partners, we had, we, I like to say we took the scenic route into oil and gas. Mm -hmm. So right out of grad school, my first job right out of grad school was working for a gentleman named Mike O'Neill, who's our, our founder, right? He's our, he's our founder. He's the majority shareholder and, and largest investor in 10X. Uh, Mike's been a, a huge mentor for me and he's a great entrepreneur, great businessman. And he was a commercial real estate developer. So I started out, you know, 22 years old working for him. Uh, we did commercial and industrial real estate. And in 2006, he divested of a lot of assets and he was looking at some alternative assets that we could buy uh, to develop the real estate. So we looked at mines. We started looking at, at uh, all types of mines, mainly aggregate initially. Um, and I'll cut the story short because there's a lot that happened in between there, but we stumbled upon a frac sand mine in the middle of Nebraska that um, we we're never going to develop for real estate. Um, we, instead, we fell in love with frac sand. We fell in love with oil and gas. And, you know, as they say, that's all she wrote. So we built a pretty successful frac sand mining company and in, subsequently started a technology company that was really coatings for the sand tangent. So, so the technologies were, were all tangentially related to sand. Mm -hmm. And as sand and resin coated sands became commoditized, we really saw an opportunity to get into diversify a little bit and get into uh, specialty chemicals for oil field applications. And that was kind of the, that's how 10X was born. So 10X was essentially born um, out of truly us wanting to diversify a little bit, offer our customers another product that can bring value to them. And that uh, 10X was started in 2016. And uh, we pumped our first product or the first product that we commercialized the first well was pumped in 2017. Mm -hmm. And since then, we're now in about 150 plus wells with that particular product. 
Yeah, um, that's awesome. And, and I'd love to, you know, now, and you sent over some slides, so I'd love to, you know, if now's the time to kind of dive into some of your specific products here and talk about uh, what, you know, sort of, you know, maybe that first one or, and I'll let you sort of take the reins on, on, on the product side. Sure. If you could put that, uh, that first or actually the second slide, the first slide I think is a cover there, Michael. Cool. So yeah, these are, these are your, uh, and then we'll go here. Perfect. So we have three products and I'm going to keep this simple. I, for the, for the sake of your audience, I'm, I'm going to try to avoid making this a sales pitch and make it purely just results uh, oriented, but I'll give a little bit of background on each technology. And then, uh, and then this slide shows a, uh, in, a, in a particular case study for that product. So the first product which is the one I just mentioned is NanoClear. Um, NanoClear is the one we have the most experience with. It was our first product that we commercialized. NanoClear is, is developed in-house um, with our, our team of, of petroleum engineers and scientists. Um, it's been a really successful product for us. There's three applications for it. There's re-stims for, and, uh, and, um, re for remedial wells and also for removal of formation damage. Uh, it can be pumped as a frac fluid additive in existing and sorry, new completions. So it's a frac fluid additive. Um, and then we also have a water flood application. Um, and NanoClear is, is really unique. It's, mm -hmm. it, it's a wettability modifier. And the way it works is it's, it's nanoparticle technology. Um, so think nanoparticles are true solids that uh, are not visible to the naked eye. Mm. Uh, but they're very active if you can stabilize them. So our team figured out a formulation that stabilizes those nanoparticles mm -hmm. in, in a fluid so that you can pump it down well. And those nanoparticles in our formula are opposite charged. And they actually, they actually vibrate. They interact with each other um, in, the, in the formula. And then they also interact with the polarity of the formation. So they essentially condition the formation and they alter wettability. Or in other words, displace more hydrocarbon and retain more water downhole. Um, in a lot of cases, sometimes you produce more water but as a, or more fluid as a total. But as a, as a percentage of the total, you'll produce more hydrocarbon. That's how NanoClear works. This is a case study here of a restim job we did for a major operator uh, in the Permian Basin uh, that was really successful. So if you look here, um, we, have, we show about 14 months of, of historic production and then zero would be the treatment date. Uh, and then we have 12 months post-treatment um, of, of results. And you can see here, four vertical wells, three wells responded um, exceptionally well. All the wells responded positively, the ROI, on, on these wells was about, the payback was about 20 days. Excuse um, me, um, you said ROI was 20 days? That's right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is paid for itself in 20 days. Uh, and I'm basing that off of a thousand gallons per well and a $25 oil price. Imagine this, these wells were pumped over 12 months ago now. Uh, so oil prices were a lot better. So that ROI is actually effectively uh, better than, than it's reading on the slide. I was just trying to use today's Price point mm. comparison. So oh, that's awesome. And, and I think specifically those numbers, and I know we'll get into it, but that's, I think, partly why this stuff is super attractive in this low, low commodity price environment, because it's things you can do to already producing wells that produce some an ROI this low. I mean, no one's necessarily new, drilling new wells or even completing any of these ducts, but what they can do is come in and re-stim these like this, especially on those type of numbers. Absolutely, Michael. You, you hit the nail on the head. And we've done several of these. And, and look, this is full disclosure. This is one of our best case studies, obviously. For the, mm -hmm. I want to bring out our, our, our best, our, our Sunday best for the podcast. 
but um, you know, we've done about 160 of these wells. Uh, I would tell you across the board on average, we've never done any harm. That's most important. That's a philosophy that, that we live by in our company. Um, and on average, we've helped our customers increase production across those 160 wells about 40%. And we've helped them reduce water cut by about 20%. So, so very successful. And in, in the wells where the product wasn't as effective, we've learned, you know, the product is not going to work everywhere in it, right? It's not one shoe fits all. So one size fits all. So we can, uh, we've now really zeroed in on where the product's going to be most effective. And we go to our customers and say, Hey, we know you have assets in this reservoir. We have had great success in this particular type of application. We'd love to, to, for you to take it for a test drive. You know, yeah, with the green movement, sorry, Michael, um, with the green movement going on and everybody concerned about uh, corporate social responsibility, I heard a key word right there. And that was you saved uh, how much water? Uh, um, pretty, pretty significant. So, so 20% reduction in, in water cut. Ooh, that water. is huge for the environment. I mean, that is just unbelievably huge for the environment. Well done. That's right. And that's, that's pure produced water. That's what, that, that's what we're measuring. So that's it. That's a great point, Stu. Um, so yeah, so that's nano clear. So we also have, we've done several successful fracks uh, in the Permian, uh, the DJ Basin, the Bakken, and in the Montney in Canada. And we actually have some pending trials in South America and the Middle East as well on the recent side, which we're really excited about. So onward and upward with, uh, with NanoClear. Yeah, no, that's, have, that's awesome. Um, what countries in South America? Uh, Colombia and Mexico. Uh, oh. product, product is already shipped to both countries. So we're just waiting for them to be, for the product to get pumped. Uh, Middle East is pending. We have not shipped yet, but we're really close. We're about on the one yard line with a, with a deal uh, on a deal with an operator in Oman. Boy, that is, that's cool. Columbia uh, has a $4 billion budget right now for expanding their drilling operation. So uh, Miguel, you're really hitting that target, right? You're, you're doing very well. Good job. Thank you. Yeah, and I agree with you on Columbia. You know, their offshore stuff, uh, the reserves have been depleted quite a bit. So they, uh, they recently approved fracking onshore in Columbia, uh, which is really exciting for us and, and for, for our products. Yeah, no, that's really cool. And I, uh, I think, you know, you have one other one that's micro hold, and I know you, you dropped a couple slides. Can you just chat a little bit about that? Yeah, so if you can pull up that micro hold slide, give you the, the quick uh, 30 second commercial on this and then we'll go through the, the, the uh, slide, the case study. Micropropins uh, have been around for a while now. Um, they're typically made out of ceramic or bauxite material. Um, you know, a lot of the major service providers have their own kind of either private label product or there's also some suppliers that manufacture their own and market the product. So we didn't come up with anything unique here per se in terms of the actual application. What, what's unique about our product is in the actual how we make it and where the what the substrate is right mm -hmm. so our product uh comes from a it's a glass quality silica substrate um so what that means is it comes from we're, we're sand guys right we're uh we got a little bit of background in, in sand and prop and silica sand to be specific so um that means we can tailor the sieve distribution and eliminate any grains of sand that will not fit in the microfracks so because it's silica, very difficult to do that and very expensive to do that with ceramic material. Mm -hmm. So you have a much more efficient product. So 100% of the product of our product that's pumped as a slurry 
can fit into the microfracts. That's really important. The second thing, which is, I would say equally, if not more important is because we have a silica substrate in our formula, it is about one third the cost of ceramic. So we can actually offer a product that is equally effective as a micro ceramic. I would argue better and more efficient because of the sieve distribution. And secondly, at a much low, uh, at a much lower cost, which in this environment, as you know, is, is uh, cost is king. This uh, case study that I'm going to show it was in the Midcon. This was a major operator in the Midcon. Um, I remember vividly the meeting with this operator, the completion engineer who's making the decision on, on what the pump. They're having major problems with uh, leak off control. Mm. And, uh, you know, this product's an EOR product, right? You pump, you pump uh, micro hold, you get a model partial filling into the microfracts. And then after three to six months, when those microfracts close, you really get that's when you get the benefit of mm -hmm. production. Right? When those microfracts close, there's nothing holding them open. You're not going to get any more production out of them. So it's really more of a long-term benefit product, but there's also some operational benefits. And that's what this operator was looking for. Mm -hmm. They were having a hard time getting to rate. Right? So, so I remember the meeting, the, operator, the uh, completion engineer looked at me and said, Miguel, if this product really gives us better production after six months, he's like, I'm not going to get any credit for it. So I just need you to help me get to rate quicker. I need you to help me literally pump this product and help, help reduce my pumping time, you know, help me, um, mm -hmm. uh, mitigate the leak off issues that I'm having, help me get to a higher rate. And that's exactly what we did. If you look here at these charts, the blue bars show you, uh, the micro hold stages. And then the bars in between are those, those stages where they did, they did not pump micro hold. They didn't pump any micro profit. So they did every other stage with our product. And these are the results. Microhold effectively uh, enjoyed, the microhold stages enjoyed lower treatment pressures and higher injection rates. And in addition to that, we also showed a higher ISIP indicating improved fracturing. So what this means is, in terms of dollars and cents, is number one, the savings that, they, that microhold offered them in reduction in pumping time paid for the product. And which means in turn that any enhanced production they'll get out of these stages is gravy as they say it's free because the product was paid mm -hmm. pretty much paid for by the savings and pumping time we are now you know, working with the operator uh on designs for full wells and uh we're excited that's going to be a great partnership for us Stu, you said you had a question um no i just uh phenomenal uh when we're in this uh disaster called our uh, beloved economy right now uh when you're talking about an roi it's not a sales pitch it is absolutely something that's necessary for our survival of our oil companies i think that our uh oil production is a national security issue and this is something that helps our national security so when you take a look at your customer list which is a great customer list uh, a proven technology. This is really nice. I mean, um, you're not getting a, um, your technology on this, uh, your scientist, I can tell that you're a little sharper than I am. I mean, by going through all of this, um, it's very nice to see some numbers like that. Stu, thanks for the compliment, but it's uh, it's it's unwarranted. I'm, I just happen to work with a lot of a lot of really smart guys. We have a few <laughs> PhDs that work for us, 
and I spend a lot of time with them. So they teach me everything I know. That's and, awesome. And uh, I, I want to, you know, before, cause I, there, there's a bunch of other questions I want to ask. You. I just want to give you an opportunity to talk about, you know, you mentioned the frack mitigation side of what you guys are doing. Um, I want you to just touch on that first. Sure. So as you know, um, arguably the largest, the single largest problem in oil and gas uh, today. Well, I would say the second largest now, up until this, this downturn, it was the single largest yep. uh, problem in gas uh, is, is well communication. You know, wells that are, that are now being completed, they're in, infill drilling and completing wells in between wells that were previously completed. And these reservoirs are now depleted. So frack hits are becoming a major issue. Um, they're hurting the existing production in the wells that were previously drilled and completed. And then the production in the new wells or the child wells are down by 30, 40%. I read a stat once that uh, not long ago, quite frankly, that about 80% of the wells that are completed in the Permian today or before this downturn were child wells. And of those child wells, their production is down on average about 30 to 40%. That's a major, major problem for operators. Um, you know, it hits their reserves, it hurts their liquidity. Um, so our scientists developed a product that we think can help solve that problem. It's the only thing of its kind in the marketplace. Um, so it's very unique. Uh, what operators are doing today is they're typically either shutting in parent wells before they complete a child well, or they will pump an ocean of water into that parent well and shut it in while they complete the, the child well uh, mm -hmm. to kind of help protect and pressurize the depleted zone and help protect the parent. Um, based on our intel and based on information that we're getting from operators, in most cases, um, it's not that uh, strategy is not solving the problem. In most cases, it doesn't help at all. In some cases, it, it helps a little bit. So it's worth doing, but they're trying all different things. They're trying less water and more water. They're trying three times the amount of water. They're trying to shut in. They're trying to pump a surfactant in with the water. I mean, they're just, they're, they're literally throwing, you know what, up against the wall and hoping it sticks. Um, and I think we've developed the first product of its kind that can truly help solve, if not eliminate the problem, absolutely help mitigate it. And we have a trial here that uh, is indicating that it will absolutely do everything we say it's going to do. So that so no hit is it's a patent, patent pending. We're calling it patent pending frack hit mitigation technology, and it acts via in situ gradual and controlled pressurizing of the depleted zones around the parent well. So the goals are twofold. One is pressurize the depleted zone around the parent well and protect it. And secondly hit more virgin rock in your child well as a result of that and improve production in your child well. So it's a double whammy. It's pumped uh, as, as a normal preload additive. So those operators that are pumping water and shutting mm -hmm. in their well, their parent wells, this is simply an additive to that water. So we're not asking them to do anything different than what they're already doing. Um, the, the, you pump our product, no hit, with an activator, a predetermined activator that we, we pick and, and uh, we provide to the customer. And the, the react, we basically tailor it to generate a reaction that, that produces hydrogen gas slowly and gradually. And as you add the product, you, you produce that gas slowly. And the idea is you wanna try and produce enough gas to pressurize the depleted zones above virgin reservoir mm -hmm. pressure and maintain that pressure or sustain it 
for days while you're fracking the child well. So that's kind of the simplest way to describe the technology. It's way more complex than that. It's very, in terms mm -hmm. of actual science behind it, but in terms of the application, it's very simple. Uh, and we just took it, we just actually had a customer take it for a test drive. And that's what this case study is. So before I get into the details of the case study, I just want to explain this, this actual trial was not a, a, a frack hit mitigation trial. This is an operator who is having issues with well communication. They are beginning a preload program this summer and they're looking for solutions. So they decided to take our product and, and it's like, I like to call it, take it for a test drive, right? They found a well in the middle of nowhere, away from civilization and away from any other wells that could be, could be hurt in any mm -hmm. way. Um, and they pumped this product. They pumped no hit with the activator. And the goal was twofold. A, we, they wanted to see that pumping a minimal amount of volume of no hit, they can, we can generate enough pressure above virgin reservoir pressure for a, a sustained period of time. And B, do no harm, right? Pro don't do any harm to the existing well. They picked a well that was only producing about a barrel or two a day. So if for some reason something went wrong and the well was damaged, no big loss for them. Um, but it was, you know, we, we really have a lot of appreciation and respect for this operator. They gave us a shot. They were the first ones to try the product and we're very excited about the results. So if you look at this chart, uh, we pumped, all we did was pump, uh, essentially, a, a, a no hit with the activator and 600 barrels of water. We pumped roughly about a thousand gallons of no hit. And the reaction that took place, as you can see, the dotted line here is virgin reservoir pressure. And the black line shows you the actual pressure that was generated by the no hit reaction. So we were able to sustain or pressurize this well above virgin reservoir pressure for about 24 hours, which is huge. That's crazy. We were able to then maintain an increase in pressure, just an increase above your standard bottom hole pressure for eight days total. This chart only shows you five days. So that was a giant success for us in terms of being able to show that this product does exactly what we say it's going to do. It will help pressurize the reservoir and hold it gradually and slowly over a long period of time. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. And I, there's, there's so much good stuff you touched on. One, yeah, I'm definitely not smart enough to understand how this, you guys have some incredible scientists behind the scenes. That's awesome. Two, one thing that I really like is I think there's a lot of companies out there who are trying to like, they, they see a problem in the industry and they try to rewrite the whole solution. What I really liked about you guys is you said, well, you know, sure, we don't necessarily need to be pumping water into these parent wells, but if that's what's already happening, let's design a product that can just fit in with it. I think it's very synergistic with what's going on versus trying to rewrite the, you know, redo the wheel per se. Yeah, it's just, you know what, we've, we've developed a lot of technologies over the years and we've learned the hard way. You know, you have to keep it simple. You have to have a solution that's cost effective. And it's simple to, to apply operationally because otherwise um, it's going to be like pushing water uphill, trying to sell it. That's a good pun, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. So, so um, Stu, one thing that I think will resonate with you is, you know, and, and worth mentioning, we were able to generate that pressure above virgin reservoir pressure with only 600 barrels of water. So one nice. thing pretty confident with is you know these these water preloads 
that uh, operators are implementing to help protect their parents and help mitigate frack hits, uh, we think we can reduce the amount of water that they pump. Again, reducing the cost to do the actual preloading, reducing the amount of time that they have to shut in their parent well. So in turn, when you look at the economics, we also think we can get to perhaps a, either a cost neutral or very close to cost neutral uh, trial price for the operator to give this, this product uh, a go. But the idea is fight pressure with pressure, right? So we're generating pressure around, protecting pressure, a pressure bubble or a pressure barrier around the parent well that will fight the pressure coming from the fracks, right? From the child well, and in turn, hopefully hit more, more virgin rock on the child fracks. Well, I'm, I'm just excited for you in the Middle East uh, market. Uh, that would really, you know, the depletion rates over there um, have been uh, a problem and they've got to save their costs. They haven't really paid a, a lot of attention, but that really, like we had talked about Colombia, I really hope that that Middle East market opens up for you as well too. So that's pretty darn exciting. Thanks, so. Sue. We are very excited. We see the Middle East and South America as just huge opportunities for us, um, for all our products, quite frankly. And uh, you know, it's slow. Doing business overseas uh, can tend to take a little bit longer, uh, but you know, we have we have stamina and we have endurance, and you know, we'll, we'll get there. No, oh, that's awesome. And, and, and uh, this is, I, I, I've learned so much just in this short amount of time we spent together. So we really appreciate that. And, you know, kind of before we let you go, I just want to, you know, give you an opportunity. One, if you feel like you missed anything to sort of retouch or, you know, you know, as we move forward in this, in, in this sort of market, you know, one of the biggest things I think people, you know, still need to realize is, you know, you're still, there's still going to be some activity that's going on. And I think a company like you guys are, are extremely well positioned to offer, um, like we mentioned much, an insanely good ROI on your product that can really, you know, whether, you know, even if it's not drilling or completing, coming in and restimming these wells, I think you guys are fairly well positioned to sort of move through this prolonged down period that we look like we're about to have. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I think, you know, Biggest thing for me right now with our business is, is making sure that our team stays positive. Um, I'm really passionate about our products and, you know, I want to work with people that, that are the same way, right. That are passionate about what we do and, you know, what we, what we wake up every morning to, to accomplish, um, stay positive. Um, you know, we look at these downturns, this is now my third downturn. So, mm -hmm. um, I've been, I've been to this party before now, look, this is probably going to be the worst of the three. But, you know, I remember in 2009 when oil peaked, peaked in July, I think July 08 peaked at 148. And then by February um, 09, it was about 30 bucks. And, you know, everybody thought the world was coming to an end. And, you know, the sooner that the industry pulls back, um, the quicker we'll, we'll get to a recovery. And, and the recovery will be equally aggressive, if not even stronger than the crash. Uh, so as a business, we want to stay nimble. We want to keep our costs down um, and we want to stay focused on, on the goal, right? Our goal is to have great products with, with a big value proposition for our customers, right? A really good ROI, um, very cost effective, and most importantly, drive efficiency for our customers. About efficiency, if you pull up that last slide, Michael, you know, that's, th that slide, in my opinion, uh, outlines exactly why chemical stimulation. Um, <laughs> not that one. <laughs> okay. That, that's why um, chem chemical stimulation is needed now more than ever uh, because, you know, the, the cost of a barrel of oil 
um, is about the same as the cost of a bucket of fried chicken. Um, oh. So all about efficiency. Our customers need to be efficient and they need, they have problems that they need solutions for. And we want to help them uh, be more efficient, lower their costs and solve their problems. You know, if we you do know, that. What, what, a, what an image. I'm sorry for what an image that was a barrel for a bucket of chicken. Oh my God. My, uh, my hat's off to you on that one, man. That was cool. I have to give, uh, I have to give our first, I have to give our team credit for helping me put these slides together, but a special shout out to, uh, Kyle Wade on our team who, uh, who sent me that, that picture and suggested that I include it in my, in my presentation. I thought it was great. No, I think it's perfect. I think it's, 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 it's a good way to end it. And, and Miguel, we've, I've really appreciate, I've learned so much on this and I, you know, I appreciate, and I think everybody who listens to this will catch a, your enthusiasm, but B your optimism is awesome. Cause I think that's, I think we're a little short on optimism nowadays. I think a lot, it's sometimes even I can feel myself being a little too doom and gloom. So I think your optimism is going to be a light for a lot of people listening to this. And I really appreciate you taking the time today. Thank you. Thanks, thank thanks, you. Thanks, Lou. I really appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity. You guys have a great platform, and you know, for me, you know, I think anything that can get uh, can help us with brand awareness. You know, and get the word out on our products. I'm a big supporter of. Um, but I give you, I commend you guys because I really did some research on you, and you know, I love your content, and I and I'm you know excited and uh, proud to be a part of it.